We're glad you've joined us today on the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We believe you'll hear a message that will minister to you and encourage you in your walk with Christ. Let's listen now to the message. I'm going to preach the word. Title of my message is Plan A. And God is, God is really fine-tuned this word. I'm telling you, it's, uh, and it's, it's what we need because there is a, and there has been a tremendous amount of deception over the last 100, 200 years in the culture of our church in America. And we kind of bought into it. And the thing about it is, is that it's, it's really been deceiving to a lot of people and it's left them shallow faith. And uh, the deception was that we can guilt, shame, and uh, condemn people into coming and saying a prayer and then sitting down waiting to go to heaven. And that's hard a lot of times because to, to receive that, but that's exactly what's happened. We just say a prayer, we sit down, and we wait to go to heaven while this guy does everything. And that's not how the gospel, that's not why God sent his son. And so what was supposed to be happening was transformation, overcoming, trial by fire, process, occupying and having faith and believing God's word and standing on it and let it, letting it renew us from the inside out. That all took a back seat of say the prayer and wait to go to heaven. And we've settled and that's the scariest thing settling all of the transforming trial by fire process was all taken over by don't be left behind come on I mean, we wrote whole series on it and had movies about it. Just don't be left behind. And rapture practice, you know. <laughs> I mean, and we've got so honed in on that. And there's some things that you have to settle today. Right now, today. We're going to settle some things and I'm going, to, I'm going to read you some scriptures. You've already heard them. You've already read them. Everybody knows them. But what we're going to do is, is we're going to shed a different light on them. And we're going to change your perspective of what this, of God's intent. And we're going to take away that debate. Come on. And you, you got to know this. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And God blessed them. 
And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Right off the bat, the very beginning, what you see is you see God's intent. You see God's mandate. And it is for you to be blessed and for you to occupy. That's God's mandate. That's God's intent. And let me tell you something. He didn't change his mind just because Adam and Eve messed up. He didn't go, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's do something. go to plan B. God ain't got a plan B. God has plan A, and we get on plan A. So right off the bat, you see. Now, Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. Everybody knows these scriptures, and you can quote them. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. And he goes on to say, blessed will you be when you come in. Blessed will you be when you go out. You'll be the head. You'll not be the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. God's intent is for you to be blessed so that you can occupy. Come on. Matthew 5, Jesus comes on the scene. And he said, and opening his mouth, he began to teach them saying, blessed are you. You, blessed are those, blessed are they. Listen, he wants you blessed. Settle that right now. Settle that. He wants you blessed. Come on. Psalms 139.16. The days that were ordained for me. Before there was one day, before you were even a thought in your parents' mind, God had your days ordained and blessed. Come on. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and might have it abundantly. Come on. Jesus, out of his own mouth. Confirmed what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. Come on, everybody knows Jeremiah 20, 11. You can say it. For I know the plans that I have for you, plans for welfare and not calamity. Come on. So listen, settle this right now. Because where we're fixing to go in the next however long, you're going to need to know this right here. And settle this right here. That God's plans for you are good. That he loves you enough that he doesn't care how bad you messed up. His plan for you never changes. He's just waiting for you to get on board and believe it. The whole time the enemy's trying to talk you out of plan A. Come on. 
Plan A is for the believer to be blessed while he's occupying. And you'll have all these pressures that are trying to make you to accept something and trying to break you. I get that. But the thing about Jesus and receiving what he did and believing his word, you're going to have those pressures that are trying to break you, but they're not going to break you. They're going to make you. So you're going through the ringer right now, but it's because God is making you and molding you. He's not, come on. The enemy's not going to break you. You change your, when you came up and partook of this right here, and if you did not, you need to. Because Jesus, here's what he said so powerful about when he broke the bread and he poured the wine. Here's what he said. Do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. He didn't say this is a representation. He said this is it. So when you take it, you say this is your body that was broken for me that I can be healed, that I can be whole. And quitting debating it. Come on. The blood. This is my blood. When you drink that cup, it forgives you of all your past failures and sins of missing the mark. Come on. He said, This is my blood. So you. You don't have to debate the devil whether you messed up so bad that God can't. No, you partook of the blood. Come on. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Listen, he gave us a ministry of reconciliation. He is going to begin to reconcile us. And there's lots of new things and a fresh start that have come. And one of the new things that has come in now is our perspective. Your perspective is now new. You're not seeing God anymore as this big ogre up there waiting for you to mess up so he can whack you on the head. That ain't God. The devil has perverted the perspective of God. Come on. The word perspective, a mental view. A visible scene, inner relation in which a subject or its parts are mentally viewed. How are you mentally viewing God? Because your mental view of God is gonna is gonna determine what you're listening to. It's gonna determine whether your inner dialogue is gonna say, oh, magnify the Lord, or is it gonna listen to all this, you're a sorry sucker? Oh, you're not gonna make it. Oh, your body is just too far gone. Oh, you're, come on. 
See, there is an outer dialogue that's taking place that is screaming in our ears. What gender am I? Who do I vote? Who do I? Who? What bathroom do I use? Am I a cat today or am I a lion? We've got a ridiculous outer dialogue taking place. And your inner dialogue and your perspective better be that the word of God is the absolute truth. And it's not up for debate. And it's not, listen, I told the guys yesterday, do not pray about the word of God. Don't, don't pray about the Word of God. Receive it and believe it. Come on. If God said He's going to be your provider, then why are you whining about your bills? We're, we're in Branson. Come on. Why do we get in a debate with the devil whether we're, whether we're blessed, healed, whole, going to make it, not going to make it? Come on. What's your inner dialogue? I plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, my God. It was all I could. Oh, the blood of Jesus. You say, well, I don't know the word to be able to plead the blood of Jesus. That's all you got to do. Because in the blood of Jesus, your enemy that's sitting there debating you knows everything that that blood stands for and he won't cross it. So you ain't got to know spit. All you got to do is I plead the blood of Jesus and stand there and watch your enemy turn their back to you. When she says, saying it'll pass over, whoo, something on the inside. Come on. What's that inner dialogue saying? What's your inner dialogue screaming out, saying, come on, boy, get a hold of this. Come on, David said, oh, my soul, get up and praise the Lord. Come on, that's a guy in a bind whose outer dialogue is trying to affect what he's going to be, whether he's going to be the man after God's own heart or if he's just going to stay a shepherd kid. Oh, my soul, get your life together. Come on. Come on, I'm trying to teach you how to swing this sword. Because when you start wielding the word of God, you're slinging a sword and the devil is, he can't handle it. The capacity to view things in their true relation or relative importance. What's true? He wants you blessed. You're the head and you ain't the tail. You're above, you're not beneath. Come on. 
He's always trying to get you to accept plan B. Plan B is for losers. Bottom line, plan A is what God's word says. Ooh, that's a, ooh. Plan A is God's plan. Accept nothing else but God's plan. Because here's the deal. Plan B is what your human nature will always settle for. Because it's security, it's comfort, it's reasonable, it's... Come on. If you settle for plan B, your human nature, your feelings, your emotions, your what you see, what you hear, how you feel, that's all running the show. And your flesh has got to be crucified and dying because your flesh is going to always be looking and hearing what this outer dialogue is saying. And your inner dialogue is going, come on, man, you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're above and not beneath. You're the head and you're not the tail. Come on, magnify the Lord. Come on, oh, my soul. Come on, get this together. Yeah, but people are going to, I don't care what people are going to think. Come on. I don't care. Come on, y'all with me? Because here's the deal. Your inner dialogue has to be formed. It's your belief system that this word is true. And here's what the deal is. It's the struggles. It's the pain, the misfortunes, the frustrations. See, they're forging and transforming the old creature into a new creature with divine nature and godly character that sets us high above and not beneath, makes us the head and not the tail. And you can't live without struggles because without struggles, you settle for plan B. We do, we, in our business, there's lots of embryo transfers, AI, uh, uh, cloning. There's all that kind of stuff. That goes on. And I can tell you, you can take an embryo out of in, in, in the same bull, the same cow, make an embryo, put it in a recept cow, and it's it and be the very same uh animal, all the DNA, everything's the same in that bucking bull. And we had two bulls one time that they're clone match the one that was naturally born and raised bushwhacker buck and bull of the year in the PBR we had two exact embryos and neither one of them turned out there's something about being raised there's something about being loaded on that trailer that asphalt underneath your feet and that diesel smoke in your face and you're going to one place to it. There's something that the struggles, the, the come on, how you're handled, the demands that's put on you. There's something different. Come on. That's so good. 
that transforms us, something that happens in that raising and in that. See, God never intended for you to just sit back and wait for the sweet by and by. And when we accepted that deception, the enemy is like, boy, oh boy. All right, boys, get your debate teams ready. We're going to get to talk them out of a lot of stuff. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Y'all ain't heard a word I said. Hopefully you're chewing. Because I'm telling you, you'll leave here changed. If you, Lord, I accept plan A for my life. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Your adversary is totally 100% committed to changing plan A in your life. And you're not going to whip a full-time adversary being a part-time Christian. He is out for your destruction. He is out to kill. He is out to steal. And he is out to destroy. And he is excellent at his job. And you make no mistakes about it. The devil has a lots, a lots of deception. But the one thing he does not lack is patience. And he is willing to wait you out. He's willing to just sit back and look for that chink in your armor. To see if you're going to step back. Turn your back. Come on. He's looking for what he can debate you over. He's looking for a moment to be able to walk out into the valley and scream in your face, why do you come up here in battle array? And that's exactly what Goliath did. He walked out in that valley and he said, Send me somebody to fight. I'm the champion. The only person that heard and got bent enough to do anything about it was David. David heard the words of Goliath who was standing on his inheritance and said, you ain't taking what's mine. Come on. Goliath wanted to get in a debate whether who's going to be the slaves. David said, there ain't no debate in this. God give us this land. Today you're going to die. It's because David believed the word and he received it. And his inner dialogue was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that you should come and taunt the armies of the living God. Oh, come on. 
Exodus 13, God said, and here's what you have to understand. The struggle that we face is crossing the wilderness. The struggles, when you get saved, you have to go ahead and put it in your mind, hey, wait, God's going to take me through the wilderness to get to the promises. That has not changed. That process of your working out your salvation with fear and trembling has not changed. That is the process. You come out of the world and you're going into the wilderness and you're going to learn who God is. So see, that process is always there. You're going to face your giants in there. You're going to have to fight. You're going to face starvation. You're going to face being thirsty. You're going to, come on. And he's going to work all that griping, whining, and complaining out of you. Or you ain't going. (laughs) Come on. And God's grace and mercy is, well, just take another trip around the mountain until maybe you get it. Until you break enough to believe what I'm telling you. And listen, God understood this from the very beginning. Because we come out of the world and we get the chains fall off. The prisoner set free. The slave is set free. And there's a mentality, an inner dialogue that's taking place that we like we were still chained up. So God knows this. And so look what he says in Exodus. God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return back to Egypt. Oh, come on. How many times... I'm just going to speak to me. When I first got saved, it was a battle not to go back into that same old lifestyle. I know nobody else in here has done that. Right? He said, lest they see war. So what did he do? He took them to a dead end. How many of y'all ever felt like you stepped out in faith with God and it went to a dead end? And then you're sitting there debating whether or not you did the right thing. Oh, come on, man. See, we do that all the time, and then we beat ourselves up that we're not worthy. We do that all the time. I did something wrong. I did this, or I did, I could have done this, or I could have, I should have done this. God doesn't love me anymore. Come on. We we do that all the time. And God's just going, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm fixing to destroy. Your enemies. And I'm fixing to show you how big I really am. That I am outside of time, space, and matter. And if you don't mind, it ain't going to matter. And we're fixing to walk right through this Red Sea. Come on. 
God's trying to get their inner dialogue going that, man, nothing is impossible with God. God said, you know who heard it? Joshua and Caleb. Their inner dialogue was, God said, and then we seen it, it is exceedingly good. It's better than we ever expected it to be. Come on, boys, get your inner dialogue. But what did they see? Come on, man. They seen the Nephilims. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. Numbers 13, 33. We became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is. What is he? He's not just your savior. Come on. He's your provider. He's your peace, your joy. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. Come on, he's all of that. And you must believe that he is all of that. And then it says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And it says they became like grasshoppers in their own sight. Why? Because their inner dialogue was going, hey. And their outer dialogue was listening and seeing and hearing. Come on. You got to get that inner dialogue worked out. In our business, we have been so blessed. So blessed. God's blessed us. And we've, over the years, we've made good friends with guys that were in the top 15 and world champions. And man, we get to hang out with these guys. And here's what I'm going to tell you about those guys. They don't think like we do. They don't. They, they, they don't think like we do at all. You, you, how many of y'all remember a bull called Bodacious? It's amazing. You don't even have to be free. Bodacious was a man maimer. <laughs> Just put it that way. He had so much rare and then so much drop you could be perfectly riding this bull and he'd still wipe you out. And he's the one that tough, it rearranged his whole face. And they literally took Tuff's face and they skinned him, pulled that whole face down and reconstructed it and put it back on, sewed it back up. And I, I was... Standing, it was at the NFR when Sammy retired him. And I was, and Sammy, I was talking with him, and he got tears in his eyes. He goes, retiring Bo. And I was like, do what? He goes, man, he said, he's just getting too dangerous. And he was kind of tearing up. You know, he loved that bull, you know. And I remember a lot of people were going, that's about time, you know. He's just, you know, he's just that. And in the locker room, 
one of my friends who won the world in 95, he says, shoot, I'll get on him right now. I want him. Come on, that's an inner dialogue that's different. I don't want to get it, but it's different. You know what I mean? He says, shoot, I'd get on him right now. We were doing a rodeo there. We produce a rodeo there in a little town in Hull. And we took our PBR bull, 701, to this rodeo. And we're going to do a a little opening with him and show, you know, this bull, he's fixing to be at the finals and, and all this, kind of the accolades of him, you know. And, and uh, he was standing in the alley ready to, you know, we had him, had all the bulls in the pens and he was standing in the alley waiting to, to go out there. Well, uh, one of the Brazilians that came over in the, you know, early, late 1900s, early 2000s, one of them was Paulo Krimber. And uh, the Brazilians are just different. You know, I, I'd almost rather get a bull hung out of a cattle guard than have one of them draw your bull but uh, they they're just you know different they think different everything's different about them well Paulo Krimber's boy John Krimber was at the bull riding and he's only 17 and he can't ride in the PBR yet but John Krimber already knows 701 and we're sitting in the office he's paying his entry fees and stuff and he looks out the window me and Josh are sitting there and he goes is he in the draw? Is 701 right now? Mr. Right now, is he in the draw? And I mean, he just got all excited. And I'm like, kid, you don't want that bull. This 17-year-old kid was upset when he found out the bull wasn't in the draw. That's a different mentality. That's a different inner dialogue that says, this is what I'm born to do, and I want the best. I want to be on the best. I'm ready to get into that shoot with that guy right there because that's where I'm headed. That's what David was saying. Who is this guy? I'll take care of him. See, that's the inner dialogue God wants us to develop on the inside of us that no matter what, comes up against us come on the enemy's all listen here's what you have to understand the enemy knows what God has declared over your life God spoke over your life before you were born and the devil was listening he already knows the blessing that's declared over your life and he is afraid of you receiving that blessing. He's afraid of you getting your inner dialogue lined up to accept plan A. Let me tell you who believes what God said about you, the enemy. <laughs> oh, man. The, the devil believes more about what God said about you than you believe. And that's what he's scared of. And that's why this outer dialogue that's taking place is always trying to keep you from plan A. Come on, man.
The adversary is only bigger than what our perspective of God is. Man, that's good. The adversary is only bigger than what our perspective, what our inner dialogue of God is. Come on, man. Psalms 34. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. When pressure comes from outside forces, our perspective and inner dialogue must be that he is and he is your deliverer and he is your provider. See, don't focus on the giants or the mountains. That's, this, that's just the thief trying to rob you. You got to look through all this chaos and all this mess, everything that uh, people's trying to defame you. Come on, how many times have people's words tried to defame you? Just because you don't fit in with that crowd. Peer pressure. Our kids are under so much anxiety and peer pressure because they don't know who they are. And they're trying to fit into a world that we are not going to fit in. I don't care how. Come on. So don't worry about the pressures, guys. God said and spoke over who you are. Come on, are y'all with me? David could have settled for being a shepherd. He could have settled for just being the king's armor bearer. And if you really want to break it down, David could have really settled for being an adulterer, a murderer. Come on. David could have settled and just went and lived in the wilderness. But he didn't. David didn't make excuses. Listen, excuses and a victim mentality is from the devil. And we live in a culture. We live in a culture that has used victim mentality and Excuses, come on, why things are happening to them instead of owning it. And they want to blame everybody else. They want to blame us, come on, for everything that they're going through. Come on, man. It's from the devil. David never focused on the external dialogue trying to change plan A. I'm fixing to close. That's why you can't debate God's word. That's why you don't pray about it. You believe it and you receive it. Let's look at our new inner dialogue that's going to take place. This is your new inner dialogue. And it'll be tried. Trust me, when you leave here, I'm telling you right now, here's what the devil does. He'll try to get, he'll try, before you get out that door, he's going to try to rob you of this word. You're going to walk out there, you might have a flat tire. I don't speak that on nobody. 
or you might get to the restaurant and your waitress is horrible. You might get home and the roast didn't get turned on. Come on. You may get home and all the cows are out because he was fishing. I got him. I got him. I caught him. He had all that fencing tools in the back of his truck. And I looked over there and I said, what's that fishing pole in there? Yeah. Daddy looked over and said, wait, what? I was wondering what was taking you so long to fix that fence. <laughs> ah, I love you, Landon. Here's your new dialogue. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond. Let me tell you something. You don't put those three words together and not mean something's happening here. Exceedingly abundantly beyond. In other words, it's going to be so far out. It's going to be so big. It's going to be so out there that it's going to scare you. If your dreams ain't scaring you, come on, reevaluate. Ask another question that challenges you to be the answer to it. You don't put three words like that together just to kind of throw them in there for a word salad like Kamala Harris. That's the gibberish woman I've ever... Just get to your point, lady, if there is one. And there never is one. So that tells me right there, you're just this outside dialogue that's trying to check. That tells me you're part of the problem instead of part of the solution. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly Beyond all, not some, all that we can ask or think. What are you asking? What are you thinking about? Is your inner dialogue bound up or is it free? Come on, ask some questions that challenges your inner dialogue to stand up and believe and receive what the Word of God is saying. I can ride that sucker. I don't care how old I am. What questions are you asking? Come on. What are you thinking on? Exceeding abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power, come on, here it is, that's working 
within us. You got a power that's working on the inside of you that can change an entire atmosphere, an entire neighborhood, an entire community, your entire family, your entire workforce, your entire school. Come on. You have a God that's outside of time, space, and matter on the inside of you. Come on, He can change your situation at school. it says to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever come on did y'all feel him walk in the room come on y'all feel him walk in the room said for all generations forever and ever and then he said amen the promises of God are yes and wrong that's totally wrong and we've said that for years the promises of God are yes and our amen we have to agree with it. And if you don't agree with it and you debate the devil over it, there's not going to be an amen. So what are you agreeing with? Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.